0: Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small children, a coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi friends, and welcome back. To this sweet little container for your growth and evolution. I'm so honored to have you with me today as we talk about this shift into the late autumn season and how to really work with and align with the invitations that the natural world are calling out for us to respond to. I'll share more in the next episode about this deep autumn season, this transition from autumn to winter, But we're into that period when the last leaves are clinging on and the trees will start to become fully bare if they haven't already. We start to see their true shape, their nakedness, and the real state of their well-being and their stature. And as we start the transition into winter and watch these deciduous trees surrender the last of their spring coats, We need to get honest with ourselves about what we can carry into the next season. Almost everyone I meet is carrying too heavy a load. (laughs) Whether by choice or by circumstance, we're bearing too much. It's untenable. And today I want to share some different perspectives on where our capacity might be at these days and how we can get real about what we can and cannot carry into the winter. Before I begin, I want to read us our opening invocation to just help us get grounded. So wherever you are, just settling in to yourself, to your body, into this unique moment in your life. And you can take a deep breath with me and I will read these words. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that had made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So this deep autumn period, we've sort of been through the initial shedding the vibrant transformation of color on these trees. And here we are a little emptier. Perhaps we have some leaves that are really clinging on that don't want to be carried away or let go of. And there's loss here, and that's so real. In the autumn period, I think we're invited to get intimate with the reality of death, Um, real death, capital D with you know, the loss of loved ones, the loss of people that we know or may not know but care about, the loss of so many things, uh, so many normal things that we had before the pandemic that felt familiar, the loss of identities or ways that we thought of ourselves, the loss of the way we moved through life before the pandemic, on and on. I, I could go on for hours or days probably with the losses that many people are experiencing and we've all had loss of some kind every year every day there's loss right and one of the things that we can lose one of the benefits the good things that we can lose and let go of this time of year can be a distorted sense of what we can carry a distorted sense of how much energy we really have So there's painful loss, of course, but there's also an opportunity here to free ourselves to lose things that we don't want to carry or should not carry or simply cannot carry into another winter season. A lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves to live at peak activity levels all year round, but our souls know that we need to go through periods of real Rest and renewal, which the autumn and early winter seasons offer to us. And I know a lot of people talk about rest and renewal, (laughs) and sometimes I start to ignore it too. Like, yeah, 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 I know I need more sleep, I know I need to nap, I know I need to do less, but shut up, I can't. (laughs) And I want to just honor that if that's where you are, I want to just name that and say that it's okay that many of us are feeling like we're already doing so much. We're already trying to be the best people that we can be. We're already trying to get through. And this isn't a place where I want to make you feel any extra pressure. But I want to offer a space where we can be really honest about the delusions that dominant culture sell us, about how we should be living our lives. You know, capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy in particular, They sell us ideas about how we should live or be active or work in our day-to-day lives that simply aren't made for these times, right? Many of us already know that the sort of full-time work week, 40 hours a week, nine to five, whatever it is, wasn't built or designed for healthy, holistic, community-based people, right? the way the dominant ideas about work were designed mostly by white men who had support around them so that they had people to do their laundry cooking cleaning childcare and they could just you know go and show up in this job and not to say that it was easy because you know factories and assembly line workers it's not i don't want to like glorify that at all or say that they had it better or that all white men you know benefit from this structure because of course No one does, really, or very few people do. So I want to be frank here about the fact that most of us are working in ways that simply aren't very adaptable, aren't flexible enough, aren't really resonating with these times that we are in. Capitalism thrives when we buy into the belief that to be happy or successful, we need to become more and more useful to capitalism. Capitalism thrives when we buy into the belief that to be happy, we need to be more productive. We need to be able to consume more, right? We need life hacks to squeeze more and more productivity out of those 10 minutes at the end of our day. Um, this idea that we should outsource our lives so that we can do more with work, right? I felt a lot of pressure, especially last year, just feeling the weight of the lack of support in our lives to earn more so that I could hire more help or buy more meals or, you know, um, outsource more of my life. And I realized that that's not the way that I want to live. I want to feel more spacious in my life, but I also want to have the time and place space to make dinner and to do my own cleaning and to do my own laundry. I want to be present in my life. And I know that may not fit for everyone, but I think there's a lot of pressure to become better and better workers and better and better earners. And, you know, that can come at the expense of being in the midst of our day-to-day lives. So there's all of these like interesting, not helpful tendrils that we internalize and embody in this sort of sick way of seeing ourselves as needing to be more productive and more able to consume. That translates into our day-to-day lives and into our relationships through, you know, wanting to get more out of others, kind of entering into relationships that feel extractive at their base, never resting ourselves, never allowing others that we work with to rest, glorifying output over sustainability. So we've learned ways of moving through the world and moving through work like these, and we organize ourselves and our lives in this way, which may have worked okay before the pandemic, but I think this crisis that we've been in since 2020 and certainly before then, the last few years have really quickened the demise of Western empire, of the U.S. as a society, So we're witnessing the collapse of these major structures and systems around us, and many of us haven't really acclimated or really looked at the fact that we just can't go on in the same ways. Or we have begun that work, and it's ongoing, of course, because we're all adapting to this new level of collapse that um, may feel unprecedented for us. So if you are awake to this world, then you know that The earth that we're living on cannot take any more extraction. And people cannot take any more extraction either. People are in crisis. This system has broken people, it broke people to be built, it is still breaking people. There are people among us Every day, who cannot get the access to medical care that they need, who are going bankrupt because of the medical care that they accessed, people who can't afford to stay home with their small children, who are shouldering the costs and burdens of elder care alone, people literally being murdered by the police, things that were already broken or built on a broken foundation are crumbling. And yet here we are, you know, we go to the grocery store, we dip our toes into the news, we take the car for an oil change. That's the thing about collapse. It's gradual. It doesn't all happen overnight, but we're still carrying the weight of it. We're still trying to navigate and negotiate in the midst of this collapse. And one of the ways that we can sturdy ourselves within that and really meet the challenges of these times is to radically reevaluate our personal capacity. I'm not alone in my belief that the US empire is crumbling and it's a good thing, but that doesn't mean that it's not really scary. It does mean that there's space now for new systems of support, new ways of relating to ourselves and to one another. There's new emergence here, and I want each of us to be a part of that emergence. I want us to spend less energy clinging to a way of living and working that just is not sustainable. So in a way, we are undergoing a major collective autumn season, a major underworld journey as a collective, being challenged to die so that we can be reborn, so that something new, a new society can be reborn, a society with wellness and care and mutualism at its center. So one of the ways that we're being asked to evolve right now is to radically reassess what we do and do not have capacity for. And shifting our perspective of ourselves away from people who need to be useful to capitalism, who need to be productive, good consumers, good earners, good you know, workers, and all of that, into a perspective where our well-being and our care for one another is the priority, where we may not be useful to capitalism, where we may not look, quote-unquote, successful. There needs to be a greater spaciousness here so that we can see ourselves and our role and our purpose here in a different, larger way. Because our sense of what we can or can't do, our sense of what we should be able or shouldn't be able to do in a 24-hour day is really miscalibrated. What we are carrying, each of us on different levels, depending on the spaces we occupy in this society, what we're carrying is untenable. We are living inside of a planet in crisis. Many of us, especially those of us who are white, are living within a dominant culture that is lifeless, that is largely isolated. We're living, most of us, without strong, robust community support networks, without intentional communities, without true Um, financial and practical support for our own lives, but also the little ones that we care for or our elders that we care for. So no wonder we are sick as a society. No wonder we're tired. No wonder people are so worn out. We need radical shifts in many ways, systemically, institutionally, but also personally. Systemically, we need to be actively phasing out this extractive, abusive, capitalist economy and fossil fuel way of life, and there are thousands, millions of ways that that is happening. It doesn't all have to, it's not one humongous plan, right? It's, there's not like a PowerPoint presentation about it, but it is happening, and we can be a part of it. We need businesses and organizations to seriously change their expectations of people and to become much more friendly for real people who want to live real big lives beyond the eight-hour workday. And personally, we need to get honest about our true capacity, what each of us as individuals can really hold and make space for. So I'm taking this final phase of Autumn to really see my life holistically, and I want to share some of the ways that I'm thinking about that in case they are also helpful to you. The first thing is a shift that my husband Chris shared with me, which is this move from a growth mindset into a solidarity mindset. And thinking about the way that we orient to life and to community, not as individual growers or individual beings that need to just grow and grow and grow, but really in a way that prioritizes solidarity. So how can we really tend to our small part in this emerging new way of living? How can we really tend to our roots, to our connections? And I think this resonates with me and many other people right now because we're seeing these deciduous trees let go of their growth cycles and we're seeing in them a real example of putting growth down for a time of really letting go of the need to do more make more be more and really tending to these roots underground to these connections that make them so steady and strong and nourished throughout the year so as you look out onto the next year, you may be planning for 2022, really noticing how solidarity might want to come in for the winter season, especially how can you get closer to the people and causes and the communities where you feel that sense of resonance, where your own growth doesn't need to be. Not that it's not important, but that it may not be the priority that you can sort of merge into something that's bigger than you. So see if that offers you any spaciousness or extra relief. The second one is that I'm really trying to get honest about how many hours I need each day for me and my little family to be well. And it turns out it's a lot more than I thought or that you might think, right? To do grocery shopping, to cook well, to make a nice home, to make sure there's clean laundry, to um, do nice things for our neighbors, to really live a nice life takes a lot of time. So that's something I'm still trying to sort of come to terms with as I, you know, even four and a half years into motherhood, I'm still adapting and trying to accept this a new role and how I want to relate to it and how it changes my identity as someone who also really cares about my work and my business. But as I look out onto 2022, I'm trying to be more adaptable and honest about the need to work less and to really plan accordingly so that I'm not forcing my children into this 40 hours a week work model, which I don't ascribe to anyway, but I know many people have to, trying to think about what I can set down over the summer and holiday breaks so that I can be present with them. And that's not easy, one, because it has real financial repercussions, and two, because there's not really a framework for it. So each of us in our own small ways, wherever there's empowerment, wherever there's an opening, we can start to create the space that we need if we want to put vitality and wellness at the center the third one is that i'm challenging myself to shed more leaves than i think i need to right we oftentimes we think like well i took a nap one day so i'm doing it <laughs> i'm doing the work i'm creating more space in my life but the fact is that we probably need to go farther than we even think is reasonable or possible. And that's, again, because we have a very distorted perception of what we can and cannot carry, what we should or should not be able to carry in this life. We don't have people around us, most of us, who are making all of our meals and doing grocery shopping. Many of us don't have access to people who clean our spaces or do our laundry or, um, you know, tend to our gardens. Many of us are trying to hold all of that, trying to hold a, a beautiful space, a nice role in our community work that's meaningful to us. And that's a lot. And so where can we create real tangible space, this deep autumn The invitation here is to really put our well-being at the core of our days rather than at the margins. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's a radical shift. Usually the core of my day is childcare and work and cleaning. And if I happen to be able to rest or exercise or go for a walk, then it's just a bonus. But what if exercise and walking and enjoying my cup of coffee in the morning were at the center and everything else was at the margins. That would be a radical shift for me. And I don't know how much of that is possible because of my realities as a mom and, you know, caring for these little people who need me and, you know, wanting to stay housed and be able to pay my bills and all of that. But I'm playing with that extreme. I'm playing with that edge. And I encourage you to do that too. And this is all hard because, again, there's loss here, loss of our hopes, of the way that we thought our lives would look like, the loss of being likable all the time, the loss of certain ways of doing things. And that loss is real. It is so natural to have grief, and we need to grieve. I grieve the fact that I have to make choices about childcare and work, that we don't live in a society that is healthy and really very supportive. I grieve the fact that child rearing often feels really lonely. And like, I don't know what we're going to do when our parents need care at the end of their lives. I grieve the fact that life expectancy in this country is going down and I wonder if my children will have balanced ecosystems to live in in the future. So, the loss and grief are there, and I'm sure they're there for you too, and they don't have to leave. But they're not the entire story. Something else is being born alongside them. And I believe that it is our wisdom, it's our ability to be adults who are discerning and can make the hard choices. It's our ability to see what's going on and really rise to the challenges of these times. So I want to offer some questions to kind of anchor you and and help you to start thinking through this for yourself. And I'll just say and remind you that you probably need more spaciousness, more time, more care than you think more rest, more time to make food, more time with other people, time to explore and think and have fun. This transition into the late autumn and winter is a really wonderful window to create that spaciousness and honor your body's needs in a way that you may not have done or felt able to do the entire year. So what would it be like to focus on solidarity and your connection to the earth, to your community? Where do you need to be honest with yourself about what you can and cannot carry into the winter? Where are you living under unreasonable expectations, either from yourself or others? What would your life look like if your true health and vitality were the top priority? One of the benefits of this time of year is that it does invite us into greater rest naturally because of the diminishing daylight and the cooler temperatures and the rain. But that can be hard sometimes because we may realize that we are very, very tired, right? Sometimes it feels worse to take a nap because you, <laughs> you trick yourself into thinking that you'll get the real rest that you need and and you can't. So There can be sadness here, and there may be, you may find that as you rest, as you create more space, that you're hungry for more, and it may not feel like you can give it to yourself. But I encourage you to start where you are, to start by listening to your body and to your spirit, to notice where you do need more spaciousness and ease, and then to give it to yourself in small ways, honest ways. I think that this time is asking each of us to really stretch and redefine the way that we structure our lives, but we can start humbly. It doesn't all have to change today. As we make more and more room for our own inner voice, our inner guidance, for community, for eating well, for defending what is sacred to us, the changes will cascade. We all know that the earth needs space to rest and regenerate, and so do we. And as we give it to ourselves, we can give it back to the earth, we can give it to one another, and things can really, really shift. So I hope that this late autumn season offers you a sense of rest and renewal that is more honest, that is more radical, more courageous on a different level than you may have experienced in your lifetime before. And I'm excited to see where each of us kind of meets those edges and gets closer to a way of living that puts wellness, true wellness, not feeling good all the time, but true deep wellness and connection at the center. So thank you, my friends. That's what I had to share with you today If you feel like you need some support in understanding where you can create more capacity and where you need to let go, I just want to remind you that I offer higher calling tarot readings. These are in-depth tarot readings that include your life path card, your card for the year, and a personalized reading based on what's on your heart. And those are always available to you. You can learn more at awildnewwork.com or at the link in the show notes. I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with a summary of where we're headed seasonally and some of the invitations of late autumn and Sagittarius and this interesting fire element that's going to carry us over into the winter. So take good care in the meantime, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye.